I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to Brewcast for Mason Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I am Luke Giardi, joined as always by Anthony Broom and Chris Castellani here with you on Monday, December 7th, uh, the night of, headed into Tuesday, December 8th, as we kick off the game week and later than normal. Um, quite a bit to get to uh, here today. First things first, we got some updates um on the game here this week obviously michigan not playing the game against maryland a week ago uh will they play this week uh some updates kind of came from that we've got stuff out of the rumor mill about a possible jim harbaugh contract extension we're gonna cover it all on the show here today don't forget uh thank you to everyone who's uh following along right now on twitch hop in the the comments let us know what you think throughout the show and if you're listening on the podcast uh make sure that you uh hang out with us on twitch every monday night at 7 30 p.m so before we get into it all anthony chris what's going on fellas how you guys doing yeah, uh, doing pretty well. Again, the, the mood is about what it has been, although I do feel a little bit refreshed from the weekend, seeing as the weekend wasn't terrible because there was no football that was played. Um, for those of you on Twitch, you can see what appears to be the sun over my shoulder. Uh, I'm going to deal with that in a second here. But uh, yeah, do, doing all right. Uh, Chris and I had a lovely chat about hoops last night that, again, Luke, I'm sorry once again that that is not the tenor of today's show. But uh, you know, we'll we'll do what we can regardless. Just good to be back and good to chat with you guys. Yeah, I guess be, yeah, per usual, you know, the, the football team provides us with plenty of content. I, I will still lead off by saying uh, Juwan's team's 4-0. Uh, 
and they're playing some good basketball and you should listen to the hoops pod. Cause I really like the, the product we've put out there so far. Now this is going to be one of the weirdest shows we've ever done because there's a whole lot that we're going to be talking about today. That is so up in the air and that's, that's nobody's fault, but there's, I mean, we, it is, well, it's some people's fault. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess, let me put it this way. It's nobody's fault who puts out content on this website. Um, you know, we, we can only report on what's reported to us. And it's, uh, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be December 8th, the week of the Michigan Ohio state game. And for the first time ever, I mean, we're not even sure if there's going to be a game and, and there's, you know, there's a lot to talk about there and dissect, obviously, if you're Ohio state, you're begging to play this game for two reasons. There's the obvious one. And then there's the, the fact that there, this is a team that's just trying to play in the, the big 10 championship game. So, you know, one thing I said when we did the round table discussion on Mason brew last week is, you know, this is always a game, no matter what, no matter how close or not close it may be, there's storylines aplenty. And, and this is always a, a fun, interesting game to cover from so many different angles. So I do look forward to talking about it with you guys tonight. So let's go ahead, jump right in. And Anthony, I know you've been kind of all over this here today. What are the updates? Because sounds like Michigan uh, may have had some practice today, but sounds like they weren't full pads, might have just been only helmets. Uh, There's some rumors going around that if a game does get played, uh, no decision has been made, but it might be a pretty depleted roster. What what have you been hearing? (laughs) Depleted would be the kind way to put it, honestly. not going to get into the message board rumors and things like that. Again, having no spoiling paywalls policy here. Um, but if you're a message board person, yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a real shot and I'll give it away because people are talking about it on social media. There's a real shot that your quarterback situation this weekend is Dan Villari, who was a true freshman. That was like the number 1200 recruit in the country last year, because that's the point we're at now in kind of a Frankenstein monster mishmash quarterback situation that also sees him taking snap or uh, Hassan Haskins taking snaps and Michael Barrett, who was a high school quarterback, maybe getting some reps this week. (laughs) That's, that's where we're at right now. Um, Now. So for people who aren't familiar with the practice schedule. So usually when we speak, we speak to Jim Harbaugh on Mondays at noon And that's usually what kicks off the week Um, after Harbaugh speaks is when they come back with the team and and they do film, they do team meetings, they do workout, like a lift, things like that. So they don't practice on Mondays, contrary to popular belief. So um, I'm losing my track. I thought today was Tuesday for some reason, Um, but so they didn't practice on, or they didn't, They did a limited workout. They were clear to do that this afternoon. Jim Harbaugh didn't speak. Players didn't speak today. Usually that's what we get. Now, right before we went to air, Michigan sent out a media advisory that read, Jim Harbaugh and Michigan players will speak to the media on Tuesday to preview the game versus Ohio State. Not to talk about COVID, not to talk about a contract extension, to talk about the game against Ohio State. So honestly, it might be a MASH unit, but it looks like if they can feasibly pull this off, they're going to try to do that. Because I think at this point, I don't, I think that obviously they, they've, I, they won't resign themselves to the fact that they're not going to beat Ohio state. Uh, they are 30 point underdogs. 
as of doing this podcast, but I think the win for Michigan football this week comes if they're able to get through the next couple of days and actually get to Columbus on Saturday. I think that's kind of what they will consider a win this week, which it's sad that we've come to that point, but at the same time, um, given that almost every team in the big 10 that's had a COVID outbreak this year has missed two weeks of football. If you can feasibly, if you can feasibly come back and play, you know, that, that would be somewhat, and I'm using air quotes here, impressive. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I had a bit of a giggle fit there when you went through the, kind, the, the quarterback situation that we're going through here. I mean, or like it was what, six, seven weeks ago. We're like, Hey man, Michael Barrett played a great game at linebacker. And now we're potentially talking about him uh, taking snaps at quarterback. Look, it's, it's a mess. And I, as I, as I stated last week is I think that Michigan for the most part was kind of ahead of the curve in terms or ahead of the curve in terms of uh, how they went about their business, trying to handle COVID. And, um, you know, if you're 99% safe, uh, this thing is still going to get you. And it just, it, it scares me for what we may end up seeing Saturday. Look, they, if they play the game, they play the game. And uh, like, like I said, Hey, cool. You know, this is, this is always an intriguing game. Nonetheless, as frustrating as it is year in and year out, but uh, this is at full health with both these teams. Or even if Michigan was at full health and Ohio State was missing 23 players like they did last week, uh, the potential of this being all-time historically ugly for Michigan was already pretty high. Given the circumstances surrounding this thing, and you know, this is typical me being doom and gloom, but I mean, 30 points, that, that spread's going to go up. I mean, if, if, if this thing, if Michigan comes in, as you put it, with kind of the mash unit, uh, that we're expecting they may end up coming in with. This is uh, this this is going to be a tough one, guys. Can I, can I go on the record with something too? Um, yeah. I I still don't think they're going to play this game. I, I don't. No. I, I, I've I, seen many people share that sentiment. Like people. That's not know. based. That's not based on inside info or anything like that. But um, yeah. I do have kind of a galaxy brain conspiracy theory though, because a lot of people were saying, all right, if they're going to cancel this game it probably needs to be clear that it's going to happen on Monday because then if the big 10 is going to work around some things to maybe let Ohio state have an opponent this weekend, you kind of have to figure that stuff out. What if Michigan's just given it the old college try and gets to like Wednesday and say, say, Oh, we can't play. Um, it might lend some credence to the fact that one, it kind of debunks the theory that Michigan's waving the, the white flag, at least in their eyes, because you're getting back on the practice field. You're there. They've been cleared to do limited workout stuff. They're going to try to practice. That's not fake. That's happening. Um, I don't know who's healthy to be out there right now, um, but it would be kind of funny if they were just kind of dragging out the inevitable to like Wednesday or Thursday, and then we're like, oh yeah, we're still going to screw you by the way. But I'm also of the opinion that forget the crossover game. Like let's just rule Ohio state ineligible. Let Indiana Northwestern play for the big 10 title. Just play this game next weekend. Like no one wants to see Michigan play Nebraska. No one wants to see Ohio state, you know, destroy. I mean, some people might want to see them 
beat Wisconsin or something like that. But, um, you know, people want to watch Ohio state, Michigan, especially this year. When you talk about Michigan being a team that is routinely hate watched across the country, people might be tuning in to see if Ohio state does a 78 zero Rutgers thing to them. So I think, I think there's really too much money to be lost for them to not play this game between these two teams. Um, but it would be funny if Michigan was able to back out of it. I, I can't lie. That would be funny, but it, I'm not would, advocating for that. I think they should play the game. Uh, I, but I also think, and you brought this up last week as well, Anthony, I, I think if this game gets canceled, I think it's, there will be some kind of adjustment uh, on the fly regarding the criteria to play in the big 10 championship game. And well, yes, in terms of revenue, in terms of viewership, I'm sure the big 10 wants this game to be played every year. It's one of the, the highest, uh, uh, you know, most watched uh, games in college football, but I think their number one priority right now. And since the beginning of the season has been, how do we get Ohio state into the college football playoff, which, and we, I said this in our group text, but I'll say it here. I have no problem with, but by the way, like, like I don't not like the idea of, Oh man, they're going to change this thing, this thing on the fly to get Ohio state into the playoff. Yeah. I mean, this has been a year where they're going to lose a lot of revenue getting one of the best four teams in the college football playoff. That doesn't bother me. So um, yeah, I, I will see how they look at this, but um, I think, I think they'd be more likely to switch the criteria around to try to get Ohio state into the big 10 title game than they would to extend this game into another week and play it next week instead of those crossover games. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously that conversation is already being had. Barry Alvarez went on the record talking about it, that they would probably uh, try and do that, you know, and obviously we all have our opinions on that, but this has kind of been a sham season anyway. You know, at the end of the day, we're, we're canceling games left and right out here. So, I mean, it, it, it doesn't can, really matter, you know? Can I be frank for a second? Like, just saying this live, we, we probably should have discussed this in the, the pre-show meeting. Nobody wants to talk about this game. We don't want to talk about this game. We don't, we don't really want to see it go down. We probably should just switch to the elephant of the room, honestly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do... I do want to do that. I also want to remind everyone that uh, when, when you're talking about this game and starting to think about this game, just understand that Ryan day is on record saying he wants to hang hundred on Michigan. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that that could happen on Saturday, especially with a mass unit here. Right. And you understand Ohio state last week for, and this is not an exaggeration for the first 15 plays didn't know how to snap a football and won a game by 40. And a lot of those guys are probably going to be back next week so, or this week if there is a game. So, yeah, no, I, again, yeah, not out of the realm of possibility given uh, the struggles of one unit and the dominance of another. Well, we do have some good news, though, uh, to sprinkle in here on the pod. It's not all doom and gloom as we head into Ohio State week. Anthony, you got some uh, good news uh, from one of our friends, I think, right? Yeah, I, I see some uh, questions in the chat here on Twitch about a sponsor of ours. Haha, ha, they're from Indianapolis. How would Michigan fans know they've ever been there? Whatever. Um, screw you. No, just kidding. We love you. Thanks for watching. He was. Um, he was. Jo- he was joking. He, he was. I, I know. It's all. We're having. We're having fun. We're having a good time here so far. <laughs> so I want to talk to you guys about our friends over at Homefield Apparel. You guys know them by now. They uh, create these great vintage college designs. Um, usually, I'm wearing them. Uh, I'm not tonight. 
but uh, some great, the, the Michigan collection that they dropped in early November, I think it was, which feels like a billion years ago is amazing. I've got a couple of the sweatshirts, a couple of the t-shirts. It's, it's the most comfortable stuff, honestly, that I've ever worn. And, and as far as bang for your buck goes, you can get a, you don't, it doesn't get much better at the price point that they give you. And I can help you with that price point a little bit. We can help you with that price point. It being the holidays and all you can get 20% off your first order over at homefieldapparel.com using the promo code MNB. That's promo code MNB. And a quick disclaimer as we do this today is December 7th. You're going to want to do some of your, ho- you're, you're going to want to do honestly, maybe all of your holiday shopping on there. They don't have, they don't just have Michigan. They've got all kinds of schools. Uh, if you want to jump on the Indiana bandwagon, They'd love that, but you've got North Dakota State, you've got Slippery Rock, you've got Tulane, you've got, um, you know, a lot of the directional schools from Michigan are up on there at this point. So you can pretty much cover just about everyone. And something that they want me to pass along, that I will pass along on behalf of Connor and our friends at Homefield, is so if you're going to do your shopping on there and you want your stuff guaranteed by Christmas Eve, you want it to come when Santa comes comes down the chimney with his, you know, his little mask on. You need to get your orders in by December 10th, which is a couple of days away from now. As we sit here, it's December 7th. So get your stuff in by the 10th. Your stuff will show up on time by Christmas. Their little elves, their little worker bees down there at the home field uh, fulfillment team are absolutely swamped right now, but uh, that's good for them. We like when our friends thrive and make money. So that's a, uh, be sure to get those orders in by the 10th. That's homefieldapparel.com, promo code MNB for 20% off your first order. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. So we got to talk about it. Uh, the the Michigan Twitterverse was set on fire yesterday. Uh, rumors swirling in from from people that we trust. I'm not talking about the Rob Parker tweet. I don't really care what Rob Parker has to say about this situation. But uh, we we did hear uh, uh, Chris Ballas. Uh, he had uh, said something. Sounds like a, a, an extension for Jim Harbaugh is pretty much all but done. 
um, at this point. Sounds like he is going to be staying uh, at the University of Michigan. We don't know the details of it. We don't know how many years it's going to be extended, but next year will most likely not be the last year of his contract unless something changes in the final hour and he does want to leave and return to the NFL. We know for a fact he's not getting fired. So that pipe dream for a lot of people is gone. Ward Manuel is not going to fire Jim Harbaugh. Most of us kind of knew this, you know, going against our own best wishes, you know, for, for some in the fan base, but he was never really going to fire Jim Harbaugh. I don't think that was really a possibility. Um, but as of right now, Jim Harbaugh is going to get extended. Uh, this is a big thing, obviously, for the, oh. the class of 21, which is, um, you know, uh, right now ranked number nine, I think that's going to change because I, I b- do believe Xavier worthy is going to be signing with Alabama. Um, and that will obviously drop the, the class ranking in them. Cause I believe he's a top hundred player right now. I haven't looked at the latest rankings on 247, but regardless, one of the best players in the class and we, we got to discuss it, man. And honestly, uh, I'll just give my thoughts real quick and then hand it off to you guys. Like, you could, uh, I'm, I'm at the point where if he got f- fired or they moved on or he, he did leave, I'm like, okay. But I also understand why they're uh, extending him a- at the end of the day. Like, I know I sound crazy right now. Like what we're, you know, we got, I two don't, wins on but the we'll season. talk about that. We're going to, you know, we're, we're 30 point underdogs. Ohio State. Like, I get it. I get it. I get it. But also it's like the season sucks. This season's stupid. You, you, you've lost pretty much everyone that should be seniors outside of maybe like quitty pay. Like you've lost all your leadership. Nico Collins opts out. Ambry Thomas opts out. It's been a weird year. And the, this team got down on themselves early because they're inexperienced. The line was inexperienced. He had a first year starting quarterback. There was a, a lot of things working against Michigan and not to make an excuse, but at, at the end of the day, you can kind of chalk it up to a lot of different things that might not be here next year and at the end of the day we've seen Jim Harbaugh close at Michigan and the people within the organization with people within Shem Beckler Hall they think that he can get there and think that he can get over the hump and I I guess we'll see but uh, I'll pass it on to you guys now well seeing as that I did a somewhat impromptu it wasn't I mean yes it was I could have taken Saturday off instead of doing a post-game show Didn't have a game to play, but I did a podcast still. I talked about this for about 25 minutes on Saturday. I do have some updated thoughts, but I think I'd like to hear from Chris first. (laughs) Uh, I'm tired, (laughs) man. Look, I here's the way I look at it. And we we had a discussion on Saturday night in in the group chat that I'm going to reiterate some of those points here because I think they were they were solid points. Let's just run with the assumption that Michigan is going to extend. Jim Harbaugh. Um, Now, look, this year has been remarkably awful. It has. And I absolutely hold Jim Harbaugh's feet to the fire. I think he has had a team on multiple occasions that has been remarkably unprepared to play football games. Uh, They, I don't, in some games, they were just weaker than their opponents by a substantial margin, Wisconsin, but I don't think they were particularly prepared for Penn state. They sure as hell weren't prepared for Michigan state and got punched in the mouth in a game in which they were 28 point underdogs. I'll never get over that one ever. That is worse to me than app state in my opinion, but either way, um, I think this year has had uh, a substantial amount of bad luck. Luke, you alluded to it. Ambry Thomas opting out Nico Collins opting out. And you know, you could say, is this a team that, um, 
you know, get, had some bad luck? Is this a team that wasn't able to kind of bring those guys back when another program like Ohio State was able to kind of get everyone all in? Uh, also, also throwing in that we lost Aiden Hutchinson and Quiddy Pay for an extended period of time didn't help. Completely. All, all very true. So my disappointment does not stem from the fact that I think Michigan will go uh, – Four, you know, four and four and eight each of the next three years under Jim Harbaugh. If they soon, uh, if they do extend him, I think Jim Harbaugh uh, has the potential to get this team back to eight, nine wins a year. I do, but I go back to the original expectations. Is that what we asked for here? Is that what we wanted here? And that we we discussed there's going to be several things that are going to have to happen in order for this thing to really get turned around and i think it will involve uh, the gutting of a staff mainly your defensive coordinator uh, hiring hopefully a a a joe brady it was joe brady right was the name of the guy at lsu joe brady tom brady Bill Brady, who cares? One of those, one of those elite young coordinators who really turns this thing around, and praying to God that JJ McCarthy has uh, becomes the guy here. A lot of dominoes are going to have to fall in place, and I don't know if um, they're going to be capable of doing that. I, I try to leave my own personal bias out of this because there is a small part of me that is like, can I just root for one team that cares a little bit? Like, I mean, because you look at the state of things around here and it's very frustrating, but I try to push all that stuff aside and just isolate Michigan football where it is. I think it's a bad sign when fans of other programs are openly happy that your coach may get extended. And it's become more increasingly apparent to me that uh, the Michigan athletic department in terms of how they look at football is no longer uh, – their number one priority is no longer how do we get this team to a Big Ten championship? How do we get this team to the playoff? How do we potentially build the national champion? It is how do we keep them in the black? How do we stay relevant? And how do we maintain a brand? And I think that's a bad precedent to send, to send, but it is the the precedent nonetheless, and it makes me sad, quite frankly. Is it, is it my turn to go now? Before you before you do that, I, I will say this, uh, just on Chris's point, I, I do disagree that that's the precedent. And the reason I say that is because we have seen Michigan give very short leashes to coaches, each of the previous two, uh, and Rich Rodriguez and Brady Hoke. Uh, those guys yeah. got canned one after four years each. I don't think that that's, that's the precedent. They just truly believe that Jim Harbaugh is the guy that can get them well, to that level. I think it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. I think really what the there's merits to maybe both of your points. I think really what the crux of this situation is that they don't they don't want to do wrong by one of their own because there is that Michigan man mentality pipeline, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't know. I don't know if either side is really a hundred percent in on each other, or even if they're even, it seems like both sides of this, both Harbaugh and Michigan are kind of one foot, one foot in one foot out. Um, here's my biggest question about this potential looming extension, which if you talk to some people um, even, you know, as, as recent as Monday, 
John U. Bacon, who on, John is as reputable, as connected as it comes, and someone who doesn't put out anything really unless there's something to be put out. Right. And he puts out a tweet earlier today that says, I'm getting a lot of information from good sources, but I would always rather be second and right than first and wrong. But you can expect some news soon, one way or the other. Stay tuned. To answer your follow-up, my sources are telling me probably not today, but very likely this week, which has to be what happens because you start signing a recruiting class a week from today or a week from Wednesday. I'm sorry. If the plan, like, so if you are buying the smoke that an extension is coming, which I've been given no reason to believe that it's not coming. I think that the wind is blowing in that direction. But if the plan was always to extend, I have two questions about that. One, why didn't you just extend in, in February and March? I know under the cover of the pandemic, I get it. I said this Saturday. So now you wait, and not only are you, you, you were worried about the PR hit of signing it during a pandemic, but now you take the PR hit of the pandemic's not going away, and now you're cratering as a as a program. So all that waiting, waiting did absolutely nothing for you. Waiting, if you're Ward Manual in the Michigan administration, waiting like they have to make this decision is malpractice. It's mm-hmm. absolute malpractice. We're talking about a contract extension four or five days before they're scheduled to play Ohio State and eight days before they have to start signing a recruiting class. The fact that either side is let it get, get to this point is it, it kind of, it, it speaks to that. I don't know if either side is all in on this and I'm not even, I'm not sure if Jim Harbaugh still wants to, you know, move forward like this. Cause my understanding, and again, I'm not Mr. Connected in sources and things like that. I think there might be a holdup in some of the language in the contract, especially coming out of that Penn state game. Um, if you read the tea leaves and things like that, it seemed like they were pretty um, dead set on doing this extension. But I do think there is some pause there now, especially given the fact that as recent as two or three months ago, and this goes above Ward Manual, we're talking Michigan leadership administration to like Mark Schlissel's level. He somewhat basically challenged the school president a couple months ago about the, you know, not hearing. Um, not hearing from him after the Big Ten pulled the plug on football. And that's, you know, we kind of had talked about before, is that going to be something that has an impact in all of this? I think there's a chance it might. Um, but here's the thing. Here's, here's my second and potentially my biggest qualm concern about this reported extension that might be in the works, coming, whatever. No one seems to know if it's coming, if it's in the works, if it's being talked about. It's pretty much radio silent in terms from of, I don't even think the people, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Michigan doesn't know. Jim Harbaugh doesn't know. You're in limbo. It almost feels like a ghosting or a mutual ghosting. Um, the fact of the matter is that if this is a three-year deal, one, that's going to be pretty easy to get out of. And then we talked about, I just think there's a good chance if you do this three-year extension, we're probably having the same conversation next year because what was the biggest storyline coming into this year was that, you know, Jim Harbaugh, his contracts up after next year, he's the only power five head coach that doesn't have a contract passed, um, you know, less than two years left on his deal. Next year comes and goes and 
it's going to be the same thing, less than two years left on your deal. And who's to say, I mean, if you go seven and five or eight and four next year, we're going to be having the same conversation again. Does he want to be here? Is there an NFL job he, he wants? The, the fact, like the fact that we're talking about him coming back, nuking his coaching staff, which honestly, good luck. If you're crying poor and in that, um, you know, your funds might be limited during a pandemic. Good luck getting any assistant that is worth his, that is worth, a, you know, not Joe Brady, but a Joe Brady type of guy who can come right. in and, you know, flip the switch. Your best shot is getting the band back together, which is, you know, Jed Fish, Chris Partridge, Devin Bush Sr. And we've seen what they are under them. They are a nine win program. So if we're, the fact that, you know, when schools extend coaches, you're seeing five-year extensions. We're pushing our cards in the middle of the table. He's our guy for the next five to seven years. A bridge extension does nobody any good. And if there's any doubt in that Michigan program that Jim Harbaugh's not the guy, which the doubts only – the further – the more days we go without this thing being signed, the further we get into those doubts creeping in. I still think there's a really good chance that we're heading towards a mutual split because from Harbaugh's point of view, if you can't commit to me, I might have some opportunities in the NFL and for Michigan, we can't commit to you. And if we're, if that's what our ceiling is, if it is eight or nine wins, and this is where now I know I'm going on a rant here. There's this, this narrative that Michigan only cares about being a money machine. Now, if that's the case, how come when Ward Manuel has to, when he does speak last week, responding to the COVID stuff to Kirk Street, one of the first things he brings up is that we don't back down from anyone. We're one of the winningest programs in college football history. You can't have that as a marketing tool for your program and then not come back and adhere to that bar you set for yourself. So it's the fact that we're here baffles me. If you were always going to extend, you should have just extended probably even before this off season, because the further, like it's snowballed, it's cratered. And this time next year, if Jim Harbaugh's back, because next year's a rebuilding year, you're talking about replacing your stars on defense again, because those guys are going to go to the NFL after this year, injured guys included talking about replacing stars on defense, starting a true freshman quarterback, potentially having two new coordinators on each side of the ball. You're only going to win eight or nine games next year. So why I don't understand, like does not 404 error does not compute why we're here right now. So next year, uh, real quick on that is next year where the top class in the Big Ten is sophomores or juniors? Top so that would be Big Ten. So that was a that was a 2019 class. So they would be they'd be juniors. They'd be juniors, juniors next year. Mm-hmm. So I think I mean there is uh, there is a bit of an opportunity there to to have a pretty big upscale and maybe that's the thinking behind all this, you know. And I understand completely where you're coming from, Anthony. Everything it, it just nothing worked out the way it was supposed to, right? This year. You know, with everything happening, I'm not sure what the wait was. Do, do you remember? I mean, February seems like it was six years ago at this point. So I don't really remember, like, what was the reason 
that that extension never did get hammered out. Was it not a priority or I, I, I don't, honestly don't remember. I don't know. Like if, like I said, if they were always going to extend, it should have that it should have been signed probably before last season. Right. Before, yeah, very okay. Much so. You yeah. have, you have a new offensive coordinator. All right. We're going to give you a chance to figure this out. You're still our guy. Here's five more years. Yeah, that's it. That's the end of it, especially because year four again, uh, much like every season they've had here, uh, except for maybe 2015 has ended in relative disappointment. But uh, you could realistically say after year four, despite how, you know, that, you know, little you know, mirage, whatever it was that that you know, diarrhea milkshake that we saw in, in Columbus that year, you could relatively say that that team was somewhat close. The program was somewhat close. So it would have made sense after year four to be like, hey, you're winning eight to 10 games a year. You were up until the last week of the season in the top five in the country. I bet if they would have given him a five-year extension, then we would have said, okay, yeah, I'll buy it. The fact is his stock and the stock of the program has dropped substantially over the last two years, and now you're left with, as I brought up earlier, uh, a potential extension that fan bases, uh, fans of other teams are actively rooting for right now. Like this is yeah. so. I'm getting, I'm getting flashbacks to the same arguments I had with people when the Tigers insisted on bringing Brad Osmus back on several different occasions. It's like it's obvious you don't have full belief in this guy because if you did, you'd offer him a long-term deal. What yeah. you are content with is relative stability, I guess. I guess that's what they think. But this has this season looked stable to you guys? Has it looked competitive to you guys? I mean, look at the losses they've had. I don't I don't know, man. It's just this uh, is a, again, I, I want to go back. I'm not I, I'm not gonna put a lot of stock into this 2020 season. I'm just not. Um and I, I think that's the thing that that is so weird to me too is like 2018 does feel like it was a long time ago, but it wasn't. We're like, you know, we're, oh. we're one season, we're one season removed from that. Jim Harbaugh has twice in his first five years went into the Ohio state game with a chance to win the big 10 East and likely going to go to the college football playoff in those two years. He, he got beat by Ohio state. That's that's the the biggest knock. The the thing about other fan bases rooting for Jim Harbaugh to stay, I don't put a lot of stock into that. Jim Harbaugh, I think, besides Wisconsin and besides Ohio State, is at least five hundred, if not a winning record, against every team in the Big Ten. And I believe does he have a is he five hundred against Notre Dame? They only play twice. Did he's, they only play three 2018, and three, 2019? He's three and three against MSU. Yes, yeah, so he's five hundred against them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so like, we, like at the end of the day, he, he's been successful against everyone except Ohio state and now Wisconsin. And I, I get Michigan state. He should not be three and three against Michigan state. That's a huge black mark, but like, like other teams rooting for him to like Indiana is not rooting for him to be back. I wouldn't hope because they had like one season where they're good. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just yeah. like, like, I'm not, I'm just not putting a lot of stock into 20. I'm not putting as much stock into 2020. Uh, this as, is as a lot of people. This is the thing too. And we've talked about this here a few times. The people who keep referencing that 2016 Notre Dame team where they went four and eight, Brian Kelly nuked his staff. That is by and large, the exception to what mm. happened. Like that's the one case you can come up with. Um, you know, Doug Nussmeyer was supposed to be the shot in the arm that saved Brady Hoke's job you might have a, your, your Doug Nussmeyer on both sides of the ball next year. So 
it's just, again, um, even at the end of, we talked about this last week, even last year, regardless of how the Ohio state game went, you could make the argument that throughout the year, they got better. And, and honestly, that bowl game against Alabama just kind of spiraled out of control in the fourth quarter. Like they were there with them as well. Yeah. It was a one possession Um, game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And it, uh, like I said, that would have, people wouldn't have liked it if Harbaugh got the extension in January or February, but at least you move forward. And let's just say you do have a bad season this year still, then it becomes, okay, well maybe it is a bad season. Michigan can maybe go get some assistance that are worth the, you know, and I'm not saying anyone who comes in, isn't going to be good. Um, but again, who are you going to get? Everyone just wants them to throw top dollar at whoever becomes available. Um, like I said, I think maybe your most optimistic and realistic option is that you do kind of get the band back, back together, so to speak, in terms of maybe you bring in a Jed fish, maybe you uh, bring in Partridge to run your defense and we can, we'll, we'll talk. I don't want to do the staff changes thing until there are staff changes to talk about because right, right. there's a lot that need to happen, but there's just so much to suggest that, you know, 11 and 21 in your last or 11 and 10 in your last 21 games is simply what it is. It, it's not a blip on the radar. It's not, um, you know, it, it's a, it's a trending, it's trending backwards and, and now it's cratering. And like I said, yeah, they'll probably be better next year. They'll probably could win eight, nine games next year, optimistically speaking. But, you know, we also thought that that 2017 season would be the worst season that Jim Harbaugh would ever have at Michigan. And I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm getting out of that exercise of saying, oh, well, it can't possibly get worse because as we've seen, that's not the case at all. Right. No, I, and I, you know, I, to go I back do find your, it interesting. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Or no, sorry, just to, you know, real quick, just to go back in your point. I think there is fairness to, to the argument you're making about how you, you don't take much out of this season. But I, the problem is, I think this season has been an amalgamation of the problems that have persisted throughout his entire tenure. If this was just a blip on the radar, I'd be like, okay, it, it, it is what it is. But, you know, inability to develop a quarterback, unable to beat uh, teams that you're an underdog against, trouble with your rivals. And we know what's, you know, we have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen this weekend as well. It's the same issues that have persisted over the last six years. And a contract extension is essentially a, a reward for job performance. And you you look at the resume, you look at what he's done. It's It's hard for me to come away from it and be like, he's earned it. And some people will disagree with that. A lot of people will. I, I'm, no, I'm putting, it's kind of putting my foot down with this. It's just yeah. tiring. And it, like I said before, it's, you can't have it both ways where you say, well, it's, we like what Jim's done because he graduates his players. He's good in the community. Um, you can't do that. Like that's, those are good. I'm not saying those are positives. He's been a godsend uh, in that regard. Um but this isn't a max school. This isn't, you know, where you just need your guy to come in, maybe win eight games every now and then be good for the kids, be good for the community. You are a, a program that is literally built on the phrase leaders and best. And you always tout that you're 
the winningest program in, in the history of the sport. You can't have it both ways. You just can't. And, and at some point, the the proof is in the pudding. And I'm less concerned about the issues. The, as troubling as their issues with Ohio State have been, the more troubling thing has been um, these games against Wisconsin, the three and three against Michigan State. Um, getting blitzed on the road at Penn State in 2017 and getting in that huge hole last year. There's, it's not just, a, oh, he can't beat Ohio State thing. There are some systemic issues um, with what's going on there. That's, Matt, that's the fact of the matter. And, and where we sit here today, um, I really, as I look back, I can't say I'm looking back on the Jim Harbaugh era because it's not over yet, but to this point, Outside of the 2016 season and, I mean, again, 2016 and 2018, those are the two best years. More, you know, more often than not, they don't have anything that they've really been able to truthfully hang their hat on as something that is, you know, this is who we are. This is what we're going to be moving forward. And that's, you know, again, through six years, going to seven years, that's it's troubling. Now, I, I will say this, though, uh, about that, to your point, we've always commended Harbaugh for his lack of stubbornness, you know, like his 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 want is like, hey, look, he had an offense that he wanted to implement. He wanted to run at Michigan. It wasn't working. He went out and gets Josh Gaddis, changes the offense might be for the worse. We don't know uh, because, yeah. you know, I, I was watching I was actually watching some 2018 games uh, highlights here today, just like to see what did this team play like. I'll tell you what, man, having Nico Collins and Donovan Peoples-Jones out there was a lot different than what we're seeing right now. And I am a little bit concerned with where they're going there. We talked about it in the group chat. The lack of signing defensive tackles is a huge issue. I, I don't know what the philosophy is there, but it has to be different. Can he change? Can he adapt? Maybe. Well, if the not, philosophy... we also don't. We also don't even know the extension details. Is is it three years? Is that the rumor? That's the rumor. Um, and it might be it might be something where it's contingent on performance based incentives and a low buyout. But again, if you're doing a low buyout, you're just you're making it really. It's just it's it's a band aid on a leaking dam is what it is. Um, if it, it's something that says, hey, we're gonna try and work this out, um, but that's it might help you sign this recruiting class, but it's going to have an impact moving forward because as long as, and again, we don't know what the details look like. Um, you know, the fact it's, I'm just, I'm still just so baffled that we're even here right now. Um, I, I do. Uh, yeah. I also, a lot of this could have just been avoided if you just signed the extension back right. in whenever it was February or early March. Um, and it should have been worked on earlier than that. Um, Cause truthfully, through four years, you are a game away from being an indie both times. I think that's when you do the deal, regardless of how the Ohio State game went uh, in that fourth year. If you're married to this guy, you're going, listen, he's been here four years. We've won 10 games in three out of the four years. We think we're a step away here. It's time to lock him up. Um, yeah. So that's what that's why I, I just, think both sides are culpable here. I just hope this is a situation like Beeline in 2014, 2015. Like I understand John Beeline, he won the, he, he tied with like four other teams and won the conference in what, 20, uh, 2011, 2012 season. 
went to the final four in 2013. Obviously a little bit different situation there. People wanted him fired long before that probably would have got fired if it wasn't for Stu Douglas. Uh, but I mean, sometimes if you think you have the guy, you ride it until you can't ride it anymore. You know, like, like the thing about Matt Campbell being the guy right now that everyone seems to want at the (laughs) university of Michigan Like if he goes out and wins a big 12 championship against Oklahoma, it's going to be the first time at Ohio state. He's won more than eight games or Iowa state or Iowa state. Excuse me. I mean, at the end of the day, it's also a Rutgers level, bad program for hundreds, you know, a hundred years too. Like I get it, but he like, he hasn't beaten Iowa. He's like, he's, he's having a great year here. Similar to Tom Allen at Indiana, you know, like he, I mean, Think, think of all the guys, you know, like Brady Hoke even went undefeated at Ball State for a while there. You know, they went like 11-0 and until they got blown out in the MAC championship before he came over to Michigan. I, I mean, I don't – Matt Campbell doesn't seem a whole lot different than Jim Harbaugh to me, you know. Uh, I, I mean, when you look at the rest well, – because Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh did the same thing Matt Campbell did uh, at Iowa State when he, he did at Stanford. Yeah. Well, he never won the Pac-12, which – that's and true. that might and, well, still Matt might, Campbell hasn't won the Big 12 either. That's I know, I, I get it. Um, here's an interesting little juxtaposition for you. Um, and and first to address that, the notion that home run hires exist anywhere, I think we should kill that forever because Jim Harbaugh was the home run hire. Um, you're right, and a lot of times you just it, it has to click, you need to get lucky. Um, PJ Fleck at Minnesota, uh. 2017, five and seven, 2018, seven and six, 2019, they go 11 and two. But before the end of the season, Minnesota signs him to a contract extension through 2026. They signed him through seven more years off of one season. And I know he's had a bad year, but at least with him, you can go, he's had one bad year. He's our guy for the long haul. Michigan's having a bad year and they don't like, we don't know what next year even holds. We don't know what two years from now holds. Um, and yeah, I, I get that Fleck could bounce back and get hired by Notre Dame or some bigger job, like just throwing, throwing a school out there. But when you have your guy, you lock him up and you give him what he says he needs to succeed. And like I said, I just don't, there, there's a lot more that suggests this is a, trending downward and a cratering that it is a blip on the radar um, Agreed. because everything is everything that's happened is built to this point recruiting coaching staff decisions um philosophy things it's all it's all built to this this isn't a bad year out of nowhere yeah it's it's the culmination of several things that they i won't say let slide but you know like i said some of the, the issues that have plagued them over the last several years, uh, some of that stuff really came to a head in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this is all, by the way, this is all speculation. We don't even really right. know what's going to happen here this <laughs> week. So <laughs> uh, we'll, we might yeah, have we'll, to cut, turn right back around and record a reaction podcast for an extension later this week. So yeah, at that we'll, point, we'll see. listen, uh, if we, we preempted when, the, uh, the extension talk here. So if slash when an extension happens, let me make this clear too. He's the guy that he's the guy presumably, and you, um, you support the guys, you support the players and you right. follow the coaching search and see what happens. I'm not, I'll be, crit- I'll continue to be critical of, of what happens at the program, but once it becomes, you know, once he's under contract, it's, 
I won't waste energy every day worrying about what, you know, what the future is. Like you just kind of have to let it play out from there, but it should have never gotten to this point. Right. No, I'm with you completely. And I think that is, that is a very important thing that uh, you said. And that I think we all should reiterate Uh, we, as if he's here, whoever the coach is here, we want him to be successful. And it yes. would be a glorious thing if a year from now or two years from now, assuming Harbaugh gets the extension, we can come on here and say, God, can you believe how dumb we looked two years ago when he said he should have been fired? I, There's too much evidence right now for me to make he's the guy, but this thing is a lot more fun for us when we're talking about wins and we're, when we're talking about big wins and wins against ranked teams and wins against rivals. We want that, and if he's the coach here, then we want that while he's here. It's just, you know, we, we're going to have a very critical eye of things because you know, we've, we've been burned several times now. Yeah. I mean, at it's this like point, all, we'll, we'll see what yeah, happens now. We're you broken know? records I mean, at this point where we just, yeah, no. <laughs> but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. No, yeah, at, at least we got something to talk about each and every week. Oh, by the way, uh, Michigan is scheduled to play Ohio State this week. Uh, if we didn't, you know, right, uh, yes. uh, if we didn't hammer that home, you know, we do have breaking news. Um, okay, for the people that are live, it won't matter much to people who <laughs> listen to us after the fact. But um, according to Brendan Quinn, it appears that Michigan and Toledo will be playing Wednesday in Ann Arbor after oh, NC State nice. had to back out. Yep. Sweet. So. Looks like we still have a game, uh, which there you go. I love it, man. That that team's I know you guys talked all about it, but that's a fun group to watch, man. Yeah. They're they're going places, which is a nice uh feeling of hope is a nice feeling to have. Yeah, right? Also <laughs> apparently Washington is about to beat the Steelers. Okay. Oh, we might have to get off here for that. No. <laughs> Holy smokes. Alrighty. Well, uh, yeah, I think that'll about wrap it up. I uh, had a great day in the, in the Twitch. We'll talk about that, but before we do, uh, Chris, where can we find you on social media, man? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. There you'll find the link to my, to some of my other endeavors, mainly my YouTube channel. I just reviewed two movies over the weekend, Mank and Sound of Metal. And uh, you can follow my other show, on Twitter at Locked On Tigers. I do that on the Locked On Podcasting Network Monday through Friday, talking Detroit Tigers baseball every day. And uh, okay, I just I gotta I gotta bring this up real quick because I every, I feel like every podcast I say one thing that I immediately come to regret. The Michigan State game this year this year was not worse than App State. <laughs> I'm just going. I, I'm, I'm 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 pointing this out. Before anybody goes back and listens to it, that was a heat of the moment thing. Obviously, Michigan State, superior athletes, uh, better program, longer history. than That person that the person that comes after you for that stopped listening after you said that. It's sure, yes. already left a negative iTunes review. So. And I, I apologize if I heard this. But I, <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to bring that up before anybody says, are you crazy? We, we try to be as professional as possible, but sometimes, and I am, I mean, I have four years of video evidence to support this at this point. Sometimes Chris gets a little bit out of whack. So I just wanted to go back and address that, but you please follow me on all those platforms. I'd appreciate it. Anthony, where can we find you, man? Oh, you can find me, uh, hopefully not in a mental institution by the end of the week. <laughs> uh, we'll you, can follow me on t- <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. Follow the website at Maze and Brew on Twitter and follow us wherever you get your shows, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening. 
You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Uh, you can also follow the Brewcast Show page at Brewcast Show on Twitter. And a big thank you to everyone on Twitch here today. It was a lot of fun uh, in the comments, and I know you're, you're all feeling the same way we are. So I appreciate everyone here on Twitch. For those listening on the pod, uh, we do broadcast the show live on Twitch every Monday night at 7.30. So that'll about do it for us. For Anthony Broom and Chris Castellani, I'm Luke Giardi. We'll see you next week on Brewcast.